Amen. The tomb's empty. I'm glad of that. If you would take your Bibles real quickly today to the book of Romans, if you would please, the book of Romans in your New Testament, we'd like to welcome all of you who joined us by way of live stream around the world. Our television and our radio program is sent all over the world. We're so glad you've joined us today. And also to our guest that's with us today here in our sanctuary, we're so glad you chose to worship with us today. And uh, we hope that uh, our folks will treat you so many different ways. You're bound to like one of them and you'll come back. If you do not like who you're sitting by, we will stand in a minute, sing another song and you can move, get to where you like the perfume that uh, you're sitting by. All right. Or In the case that you're allergic to perfume, we'll stand and we'll all sing a song so that you can go to my office where there is no perfume and listen to it on the intercom, all right? Isn't this a good day to be saved? I'll tell you, I'm just so glad to be saved. Romans chapter 1, I'd like to just read a couple of verses from there. And then we'll turn to Romans chapter 10, if you would please. And I'd like to talk to you today about my hero. This world is looking everywhere in the world for some big-headed figure to hang on their wall. Or somebody they can follow Or somebody they have confidence in. Because we no longer can have any confidence in our politicians. Uh, We used to kind of reverence the high offices of our land. But no longer. Uh, We used to make heroes out of athletes. Until it come to fruition And their lifestyle was made manifest, their drug habits, their fornicative habits. We used to make heroes out of Hollywood uh, actors, but there's no more John Waynes around. He's done red off into the sunset. On his horse, silver. This world is in bad shape for heroes. Children used to could make heroes out of their daddy. But now most of them don't know who he is. We used to make heroes out of our parents. Before we threw away the spare the rod and spoil the child business. Bought into Dr. Spock. A little bit of spark in everybody. So if we can just spark that good, everything will be all right. I've had six kids. I hadn't found it yet. (laughs) Who... Is your hero. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1. 
And our message today in verse number three is concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. I'd like also to read for you just a portion of scripture out of Romans 10. I read for you verse 10, please, if you would, for your listening, for your learning. The Bible says that, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Is there anybody here today sincerely believes that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead? Then the Bible says you can be saved. You don't believe that. You're in trouble. The Bible said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt, you can, be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, not with the head, with the heart. For with the heart, that part of you that makes you laugh, that part of you that makes you cry, that part of you that reaches out to that loved one, that which makes you tick, that which makes you, not the pump, but the whole being of the person. For with the heart, Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed. Oh, dread the day that I stand before my Lord and him say, you were ashamed of me. Oh, the day when you come to church and the God of eternity pricks your heart, moves your emotions, and says, I want to save you. I love you more than life itself. And oh, how dread the day when we say in our heart, Lord, I would, but I'm ashamed to walk down the aisle. I'm ashamed to stand. I'm ashamed to admit that I'm a sinner. Oh, how dark the day will be when you stand before the almighty God at the great white throne judgment and him say, I never knew you. You were ashamed. You never took a stand. You never said yes to my beck and call.
For whosoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Now listen. For whosoever. Do you know a whosoever? Could you fall into the category of whosoever? If you are a whosoever. There is great possibilities for you today. Because whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what Easter's all about. Easter's not about our garb. Easter is about your eternal soul and where you will spend eternity. You will never, ever cease to exist. God created you a living soul. Now, if you were hatched, You have no problems. (laughs) And you have no possibilities either. But God created everybody here today. An eternal soul. You will never, never, never cease to exist. You had a beginning, but you'll never have an end. You'll either spend eternity in heaven with the Lord or you'll spend eternity in hell with the damned and the doomed forever. And God came, died, buried, and arose that you might have eternal life. What a wonderful Wonderful possibility today. Well, preacher, you don't know where I've been. Well, I'm glad I don't, because if I'd have looked, I was probably there with you. And more than likely, you're the one that whooped me while we were there. And I want to get even with you. God does not care where you've been. He's more interested in where you're going. And he's already prepared everything you need to get there. Brother Billy and I was visiting Brother Timmons just this past week. And Brother Timmons checked out and went to the Lord, went to be with the Lord this week. Pray and pray for the Timmons family. But as Brother Billy is talking to uh, Brother Timmons, uh, he had the radio, had the TV on, and he was watching Fox News. And they had a panel there, and they were discussing 
why and how 50 million plus people watched the story of the Bible. 50 million plus. World Magazine said there's over 53 million viewers watched the Bible on television. On a cable channel. And they were asking and discussing why the major networks would not take advantage of that viewer base. And they were discussing and suggesting reasons why CBS, ABC, NBC, BULL, and all the rest of them (laughs) did not take advantage of that viewer base. Fifty plus million folk were interested, intentionally turned on their television, intentionally turned to the History Channel and watched the story of the Bible. Fifty plus million folks watched that. And they were concerned about why that the major networks would not take advantage and make a biblical movie like that one and try to get in on that viewer base. One lady said it's because of their ideology, their anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-Bible stand. It's not about conservatism and liberalism. It's about atheistic programming. It's not what you want, it's what they want. And then the question was asked, Well, what made 50 plus million people to intentionally tune in to watch the story of the Bible? Now you think about that. What would make 50 million people plus turn their channel, sit down with their popcorn and watch you as drinking and watch the story of Adam and Eve and their fall into sin and watch the whole program of God, how he lovingly is trying to get mankind back to where he was before Adam and Eve sinned and how that he used the Lord Jesus and his love for us to redeem us back in to God's goodness. What would make 50 plus million heathen? And that's what this nation is. It's a heathen nation. Tune in. And the suggestion was made that so many tuned in to watch because there are so many Lost, 
lonely, and looking for a leader, somebody they can trust. They cannot any longer trust politicians. Baseball players, they're juiced. Football players, they're a bunch of big sissies. And if I want them to know that, I'll tell them, you just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and Hollywood has gone off into new age and following everybody from Oprah to nobody. Society is looking, can I help you, for the hero. They'll even make Tim Tebow their hero or Jeremy Lin their hero. And they're just a craze about heroes. Could I suggest one to you today that will not lie to you? He's described as the faithful and true witness. This nation is going to hell in a handbasket while looking for somebody they can trust or someone they can rely on or somebody that'll do what they say. Could I recommend to you today my hero? My hero. Yeah. He was made of the seed of David and declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. I'd like to talk to you today about my hero's person, power, and purpose. (laughs) Have you ever thought about that? The person of Jesus Christ. Listen, look at your Bible. Made of the seed of David. Declared to be the son of God. By the power. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Think about that a minute, would you please? The seed of David, the son of God. The seed of David. Man, the Son of God, deity. The seed of David, human, the Son of God, spirit. The Son of David with a beginning, born. The Son of God without beginning and was never born. Because he was here before everything else. He was here even before matter, if that matters. Think of that. Spirit, Son of God. Matter, Seed of David. (laughs) I don't know if that blows your mind or not, but that's better than a slam dunk. Much better than a TD. It might be called back. 
and a whole lot better than Obama. You can believe this one. R. Bush. R. Clinton. Or anybody else. See, my hero does not need any interns. My hero, he don't need steroids. My hero is the seed of David and the son of God. All at the same time. I tell you, that ought to blow your mind. God incarnate. God in flesh. Spirit in matter. As the seed of David, he died. As the son of God, he arose. Uh, Can you say amen to that? I'm so glad he was. He's declared to be the son of God by what? By the resurrection. The resurrection is awful important. No resurrection, no son of God. No resurrection, no virgin birth. No resurrection, the Bible is a liar. No resurrection, he's not coming back. No resurrection, we're lost in our sins and on our way to hell. If there's no resurrection, our preaching is vain. Our preaching is a lie. And our life is nothing but a sham if there is no resurrection. But thank God, he was declared to be the son of God by the resurrection of the dead. Why did you know that uh, Matthew called him Emmanuel? That means God with us. I know you know this, uh, but Paul said he's God blessed forever. John the Revelator said he's the first and the last and everything in between. He said he's the Alpha and Omega. He's the first letter of the Greek alphabet and the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And any other letters that you might want, he all them too. He is the Son of God and the seed of David. Oh, can I help you a little bit today? He created all things. Does anybody believe he created all things? I said, do you believe he created all things? And you know how they work? He He sustains all things. Did you know that? And then he redeems all things that has been redeemed. He's just the beginning and the the end, the first and the last. And I want to help you a little bit. He is a forgiver of my sins. And that makes him my hero. Who is your hero? You say, I don't have one. You need one. And you say, I don't know. I bet if you ask these kids who their hero is, I bet they can tell you right quick. And they probably got a twerps and twips and what is it? Text, what's the other thing? Tweet? It even sounds silly, don't it? Have you tweeted today? Don't just. Don't that sound masculine and godly and reverend? Have you got a tweeter? <laughs> you liked it? Okay. He's my tweet. He's my treater. He's just so wonderful. And I don't have any pictures on my wall 
I've got a picture in my mind. I don't hang pictures for everybody else to see. I've got one hung on the memory of my mind. And he is altogether lovely. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He is my savior, my beloved. He's my hero. I just wonder today, would you consider my hero? Now, uh, you know, I I know uh, everybody here likes sports. Uh, but I've got more confidence in him than I do Tiger Woods. Huh? Or Josh Hamilton. Now, I don't want to pick on your hero. I'm just saying. Mine, you don't have to worry about next week getting indicted for anything. Huh? I'm just saying. Easter is all about our hero. Notice his person. Also, notice his power. Declared, now notice, to be the Son of God with power. By the resurrection from the dead. Do you know anybody? Do you know anybody besides Jesus Christ can take the foot of deity and put it on the back of the neck of death and say, you're done. By the resurrection from the dead. Hey gang. That's not from your comic strip. Hey. That's real. Amen. I don't know if you know this or not. But death is creeping up. On everybody in here. Amen. You wouldn't believe that I used to be 18. <laughs> I don't know why you should. I don't even believe it. Somebody said the other day, Preacher, you look good for a man that's dying. <laughs> what they didn't know, they could say almost dead. <laughs> or death, like an old hound dog, on the trail of its bay, is quickly and silently slipping up on you. You're going to die. You go home and look at that figure, that big head hanging on your wall. And say, oh, I hope you can do something for me. When the doctor said it's terminal. No, my hero took the foot of deity. And stood on the neck of death and said, oh, grave, where is thy victory? The victory, the sting of death is sin. Hmm? The sting of death is sin. Is, sin is death. And that, oh, 
Paul said, oh, but wait, wait. Wait, but thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about resurrection power. I'm talking about power. I'm talking about the man that holds the little atom in his hand. But with the other hand, he created the heavens and the earth and everything that's in them. He stood on the ledge of nothing one day and spoke and everything you and I see, experience and enjoy came into being immediately. Everything from the mighty torrents of the hurricane to the, to the tornado he holds in his hand, but in this hand he holds the tiny, tiny little atom and keeps it tightly, tightly in place because when that atom gets loosed and splits and, and becomes a neon, a, a neuron and it all begins to fight and collapse and wham! And you've got nuclear energy. He holds it. He holds it. He holds your breath in the palm of his hand. Who? Oh, that one that they buried. That one that they said sealed the tomb. That one they said it's over. That one they said it's done. No, it's not done. No, no, it's not done. We'll wait just three days and see if it's done or not. And we'll hear a staring in the belly and bowels of this old earth as the grave tried to hold him and hell tried to hold him and all of it hell's pimps tried to hold him. But up from the grave he rose. Triumphant over his foes. Triumph over death. You don't have to die. You do not have to die spiritually. He declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. Power to save a lost Tennessee hillbilly. Power to transform a life. Not just save a soul. But transform a life. To make a brand new creation. He takes a hell bound sinner. And makes a heaven bound saint. He takes a drinking, fighting, hell raising, ex jailbird. And makes a preacher. Of the gospel. He takes a daddy that does not care to a daddy that will do anything for his children. He takes someone that knows not how to love and shows him the love of God so that he can love his wife and his family and all of God's children with that kind of love that hung him on the cross. Power. Oh yes, there's power. Wonder-working power, power to keep secure those he has saved. Oh, dear friend, if you do not know today that the same Christ that saved you is the same Christ that keeps you saved, you need to read the Bible where it says, who are kept by the power of God unto salvation. Me going to heaven don't depend on me. 
It depends on him. Well, how you know you're going? I'm going with somebody that's been there. I'm not going to depend upon a GPS to get me to heaven. My wife and I couldn't even find Waco with one. I'm not sure it was a driver or the navigator. But we was on our way to Houston trying to find Waco. Sometimes we have good intentions. And we know where we want to go. And sometimes in our going, we don't end up where we started. I read about a man who bought a hunting dog. I don't know anything about hunting dogs. But he bought a hunting dog. And he took the dog to the woods. And he was a bear hunting dog. He turned the dog loose. The dog got after a bear. But a deer ran across the track. And the dog started after the deer. He ran the deer and a rabbit ran across his track and he ran the rabbit. Finally, the man found his dog and was barking at a field mouse. <laughs> Think maybe you're barking up the wrong tree and looking for heroes in all the wrong places. Well, I don't know about yours, but man, mine has character plus, dependable, testified by all the characters in the Bible, the being the faithful and true witness, and with power beyond our imagination. Could I interest you today in my hero? A Buddhist in Africa was converted to Christianity. And they begin to ask the Buddhists why Did you change your faith? Here is what he said. It's like this. If you're walking along and come to a fork in the road and two men were there. One was dead, the other alive. Which man's direction would you follow? Is your hero dead? Mine was declared to be the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. His person is impeccable. His power inconceivable. His purpose. Look at Romans chapter 10. 
again, where we read a little while ago. The sole purpose for Easter, the sole reason for Jesus Christ coming to this earth, living a sinless life, dying a gruesome and vicarious death, buried in a borrowed tomb, and raised a supernatural resurrection. The only reason, now listen to me, the only reason that happened is in Romans 10 and verse 10, thou shalt be saved. If you'd have been the only sinner in the world, the only one going to hell, the only one without hope, if you'd have been the only sinner in the world, Christ would have died that you might be saved. Take all the bull and the baloney and all everything else out. Your idea, my idea, their idea, Take it all out and bring it down to where the rubber meets the road. The only reason Christ came to this world is that thou, you, not your wife, not you, not your husband, that you might be saved. It says, if thou shalt confess that with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. You know, I just wonder how much do you want God to do to get you to heaven? How much more do you think it would take for God to do to show you that God loves you beyond all description. Now, I want you to ask, answer this question for me. I'll try to get it pretty straight. Do you want God to be more concerned about your earthly comfort or your eternal welfare. Now you think about it now just a minute. Think about that. What do you want God to be more concerned with? Your physical comfort or your spiritual well-being? Do you want God to measure on these next few weeks or months are forever. Okay, what are you willing for God to do to get you majoring and thinking on eternity instead of tomorrow, next day, 
or next week. Would you, be, would you be willing for God to take your job away from you to give you eternal life? I'm just, you say, well, I didn't like that. Well, I'm just trying to give you enough to last till next year. You'll get that after a while. Jesus himself said, I am the way, I am the door, I am the light, and I am the good shepherd that lays down my life for the sheep. Now the question is, do you have as much confidence in your hero take you where you're going as I do mine to take me where I'm going. He loves you as much as he loves me. Won't take any more of his blood to save you than did me. And there's plenty left over to save you and everybody else. Easter is not about rabbits and eggs. It's about Jesus Christ who loved you solely, died, buried, and proved it by raising from the dead.